This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. It's always game day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, my co-host here. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Lindsey? Not too bad. It's a little crazy because we're going to pull back the blinds a little bit. Our first episode that is live. Of course, we had a trailer come out a couple weeks ago. Jesse Bates is back at Paycor Stadium, which is just wild. And I'll take this news every day of the week when we record right now. I'll be completely honest with you. When I think about the timeline of Jesse Bates, and we've talked about it before off the air, is he coming back? Is he going to sign the franchise tag? Obviously, they couldn't come up with a multi-year contract. For me personally, I'm not surprised at all. The guy didn't want to play in preseason. He didn't want to get injured. He sits out a couple weeks. He comes back just in time for a couple weeks to get ready for regular season. What do you think about Jesse Bates back in the building today? Oh, I mean – it's earlier than I thought it would be because I thought he would come back, what, maybe like uh, uh, the week of the first game or something like that so he can get game plan down. I never thought he was going to hold out the whole season. But, yeah, I mean, to come back before joint practices and really let uh, the defense work as a unit with him in it rather than trying to work with Daxton Hill taking his spot is really going to, I think, ease things into the first game because really – for him, he probably wasn't even going to play in those preseason games. So he's really just missed training camp time. And we think about, we talk, everybody talks so much about how the training camp and all that, that didn't matter that much for Joe Burrow. It's kind of the same for Jesse Bates, right? He's been in the system for three years and he's a veteran. So he'll be able to step right in and do what he needs to do, especially coming back this early. Yeah. When I think about Jesse Bates and obvious his leadership, we've talked about that plenty of times. And I think a lot of fans are like, pay Jesse Bates. And you want to say, They can't right now. They have to agree on the franchise tag, and that's the only option until the end of the season. Look, personally, when I look at the outlook of what's going to happen this season in the future, I think this is the last season of Jesse Bates in stripes for Cincinnati. But you mentioned Daxton Hill, and I think you look at these last two preseason games and you think, look, the Bengals, they kind of drafted his replacement, and he's looked legit out there. I know comparing preseason games is really hard because sometimes you have second, third stringers out there against some rookies. 
But you also get the chatter on social media. Jesse Bates is back in the building. He's at the preseason game, right? He was at the preseason game at uh, Pecor Stadium a couple weeks ago. And personally, I don't think Jesse Bates is back because he thinks, well, Daxton Hill is going to take my job. Everybody knows when Jesse Bates is back, this is Jesse Bates' field. But when you think about the three of them, you, you think about the secondary, the DB group, the safety room, Jesse Bates, Vaughn Bell, Daxton Hill, what's that going to look like on the field? Yeah, so I did some quick math just because uh, I wanted to figure it out. Just what's the max amount of uh, snaps that Daxon Hill plays this year? Probably 600 or so in the regular season. I combined every DB that would come on the field for dime and uh, removed about the 50 snaps Brandon Wilson played in the Jags game and Jesse Bates missed. I mean, they played with uh, a safety body. 560 snaps this year, uh, an extra safety body, not, not just one. Um, and I'm including Trey Flowers in that because covering tight ends is really usually a safety thing. And he's kind of built like a safety. He's a big corner. That guy's like 6'3", 220. I remember when I was on with Coach Vass, he thought he was a linebacker. <laughs> I was like, no, that's a corner. Uh, but uh, so if Daxon Hill takes uh, Trey Flowers' job, so to speak, I'm sure Flowers still plays, then he takes the tight end role, and then he could also take the dime, the big dime look role. And it really just opens things up for, in my opinion, the coverage underneath, because you really don't want to have your linebackers so much in man coverage. But Von Bell also probably not the best in man coverage. He's better underneath zone type stuff, and he can play a little deep zone, but I don't love him man-to-man on tight end type stuff. That's really why they brought in Flowers. And uh, what that allows you to do is you put Daxon Hill on the tight end, like a Mark Andrews type, and now you you have your roving chess pieces in both Dax Hill and Von Bell. So now Von Bell could play robber, deep, whatever. And Jesse Bates is playing what he does best, deep in the field, reading everything top down and making a play. He's a smart guy. He's a great, great reaction, good player. I mean, just everything you want with uh, a safety like that to play over the top. So what I think is that you're going to see a lot of Daxon Hill both manned up underneath, and then also you're probably going to see it interchange a little bit with who could play the zone underneath uh, with him and Von Bell. So I think it's interesting. I'm interested to see how that'll look and uh, whether or not they get him on some of those blitz packages too. He looked good doing that last in this preseason game. Everybody loves a comparison game. You think about the wide receivers they have and Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. You look at the secondary right now. Do you feel like when it comes to position groups on this team alone, this is the second strongest compared to other positions on the team? The safety room or the defensive backs? I'll go safety room right now. Okay, safety rooms, I do think so. Corner, I feel like it's a little bit dicey when you're talking about does – I'm not saying he won't, but does Eli Apple keep it up? You know, because he was pretty good last year, but Eli Apple's never put together two pretty good seasons back to back. Maybe Luana Rubo can get that out of him. I'd love to see it. I'm rooting for it. Uh, but with just safeties, yeah, that's probably the second best group, even though Burrow's at quarterback. You think Brandon Allen, who's really more of the clipboard Burrow friend, tape watcher, <laughs> backup type, not the, uh, oh, this guy plays and we're fine type. Uh, not really him. Um and uh, the running back room is pretty strong, but uh, I would say safety, definitely, because you've got three high-level, I, I think at least upper, mid to high-level starting caliber guys there, and that's a good problem to have. We're thinking, how can we get this third safety on the field as much as we can 
And that sounds a lot like, how can we get three wide receivers on the field as much as we can? Because it would be a shame if any of these guys missed more than like five snaps in a game. Not to back it up too much, but obviously when it comes to drafts and mock drafts of who Cincinnati was going to take, and then they pick late in the first round. So when I feel like a player is underrated, it seems silly to say because he was almost a second round player. Were you pleased with that pick? And, and did you think it was more of a, this is going to be a replacement for Jesse Bates in the future? Yeah. I mean, I thought that was writing on the wall for Bates. I, I thought it was a little bit last year was kind of writing on the wall for Bates when they didn't give him the deal. I thought they were going to really extend him pretty quickly last year. And when that didn't go through, I thought, uh Oh, <laughs> like there's probably an issue here, whether that's guaranteed money, like it sometimes happens to be with uh, this ownership in front office or whether it's Bates thinks he's worth more than the Bengals think he does some combination of both. I thought they drafted Daxon Hill and I kind of got that feeling. I, I was watching a lot of the safeties, including Daxon Hill. And I loved Daxon Hill's game, loved how versatile he was and that you have a legit man coverage guy, at least in the inside part of the field. So I did think, yeah, that's kind of the writing on the wall for Jesse Bates. I love the pick. I was, I mean, I'm not going to just say I was, that was my number one choice because I think, as it was going, I really liked Kyir Elam, but he went to the Bills. And then I was like, okay, well, I hope Karloftis falls because that guy's awesome too. And he's been awesome in the preseason for the Chiefs, but he didn't fall. But where they took him, I was like, yeah, that's the best player available. I understand taking him there. So I think it's a great pick. I thought uh, it was running on the wall for Bates. And uh, the most interesting season for him is probably going to be this year just with all the different ways they can utilize him. Next year, I feel like his role is more solidified as the deep safety type. Do you think this is it for Jesse Bates? This is a one and done in Cincinnati right now. Yeah, I mean, the only way I think he gets a deal is if maybe if he plays so astronomically good, he's like a first team all pro, leads them to the Super Bowl again. And then they're like, okay, it's worth a second franchise tag. You know, and we'll, we'll run this back but it's probably the last year, right? Because that's really hard to do, especially missing a little. I mean, I said training camp doesn't matter too much, but I feel like if you're going to end up being like the best safety in the league, you've probably got to get every, every inch you can of preparation for the season. So I think he'll be good. Can he be that good and worth like the Bengals looking at it and saying, we'll give him another franchise tag and then let him go. I don't see the long-term deal happening because if he balls out, then he's really, leaving the Bengals, not just leaving the Bengals price range, but you're getting into the window of Chase and Burrow. Like if you extended him last year or this year, then you could theoretically, okay, we've got an out in year four so we can maybe trade, cut, restructure, whatever, so that we can make the Chase and Burrow deals work. But when you're talking about Burrow's, what, next year, I think he's extension eligible, eligible. And really the first cap hit doesn't hit till the year after that. And then Chase and T Higgins and all these guys are extension eligible. And Jonah, that becomes an issue of, well, we should have, if we were going to have Bates around for longer term, we should have done that earlier. I'm going to stay with the safety position right now because we do talk a lot about extending Jesse Bates. Obviously he is back in the building today, which again, not surprising news to me because you're not going to lose 12 to $13 million this season when you can show your tape, get the multi-year deal that might not be in Cincinnati. 
But if you are the front office, and yes, you mentioned it, the Jamar Chase deals, the T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, I think that main focus is trying to get that deal done next season when the conversations can finally happen. Look, it might take a couple years for the extension on how they do that. It could be a shorter deal. Some quarterbacks you look at now are 10 years or maybe you move it to five years. Everyone in Cincinnati is hoping it's a 10-year deal down the road. But sticking with extensions going into next year, you look at the safety room. Von Bell, is he someone that you're trying to extend? <sighs> it's going to be rough if you lose both if you lose both the starting safeties from last year in one in one season. I could see them trying to push for a short deal with Bell. I don't know about long term though cuz he is getting up there in age and who knows, maybe they look for the next Von Bell in a free agency type deal, you know, a guy that what he was like 6 million a year or so. Cause I think Von Bell, if he stayed would be a little bit more pricey than that, especially with the way the safety market has gone. So maybe they look for a, a different guy to be like, okay, well we loved Yvonne, but we are trying to, you know, save a little bit here so that we can pay all these talented guys on offense. So let's go find a little bit of a bargain at safety the same way that they found Von Bell for a bargain. If you're looking at positions in the secondary alone, you mentioned Eli Apple, and I think he's had a few impressive reps against Jamar Chase. It's iron sharpens iron out there. You look at Cheeto against some of the best in practice right now. When you look at the cornerback room, Cam Taylor Britt, I know he's kind of dealing with a little bit of a lingering injury. What do you think about him so far in camp, and is he going to make any impact in his rookie year if healthy? It's interesting. Um, I thought he sometimes would lose a little bit of balance and stuff when I watched him in college in Nebraska. Uh, he's really good ball skills and he's really confident in himself. He plays as, he plays up to his athleticism. There's a lot of guys that are very fast, very athletic, but then when they get on the field, they're, they're not confident backpedaling and switching and all this type of stuff. So they don't look like it. And then you, I mean, those are the types that you go, Whoa, that guy's a four, three guy <laughs> working with Cam Taylor Britt. I was like, yeah, he looks, he looks four, three, eight or whatever he ran. You know, he looks confident when he plays. So I love that about him. And uh, I do think if he plays, I don't, I don't see it being that bad, but look, I, uh, I do think they really like Eli Apple and I think they want to get Daxon Hill on the field as much as possible. So it becomes difficult to find when Cam Taylor Britt would come onto the field. He's a bigger corner. So maybe against some tight ends, they want to use him instead of Daxon Hill. He's bigger than Hill, I believe. And uh, I don't know. He, he definitely likes, get, he has a nose. He, it's kind of like Mike Hilton. He likes to get in the trenches and get down dirty and try to tackle running backs, get down in there. So I do think there's a way he gets onto the field and he looks good. And the team is like, whoa, okay. So you're now starting. Um, whether he gets that opportunity, I don't know. And whether he plays up to that with the injuries and everything like that, I don't know either. But I do think there is a way he makes an impact this year. But I think the most likely, if everybody's healthy outcome, is that Eli Apple plays pretty much all of the cornerback two snaps and then cornerback three slot corners, Mike Hilton. And then the fourth DB they'll bring on is probably Daxton Hill. Yeah. I think that secondary is going to be really fun to watch over the next couple of weeks going into that week one game against the Steelers. We have preseason games to talk about two in the book, one more to finally go. And this offensive line, I'm sorry, there's going to be a topic every week, plenty to talk about with that line in the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to get to that in just a moment on it's always game day in Cincinnati.